always has a plan. No matter what you might be going through, don't ever give up, because God has a plan, and you can trust Him completely. Here's Pastor David with more. You may have storms that come in life, and Jesus may calm them. Just like David in the Bible says, I can say the same thing. The Lord has drawn me out of many waters. There have been many times in my life where I have been in a storm, I have been in the midst of a trial or whatever, and Jesus has taken me out of it with a word. He's just extricated me. All of a sudden, I get a call and the money came in, right? Or, or whatever it is, you know, he's changed the heart of, of a friend or my wife from, you know, being upset with me or whatever, whatever the case is. God has taken me out of many storms, but some storms I've had to weather through. And so you probably will too. You'll probably have both experiences. But just because Jesus can calm the storm doesn't mean that he thinks that's what's best. That's not what he did here. Here's another thing. Christ followers should not be giving up. Christ followers should not be losing hope. Luke says, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. Now, I think Luke's just being honest probably about where he's at. Hey, this thing is over. It's time to go. It's time to die. I think that's what he's thinking, okay? I don't know if he's speaking for Paul, but I doubt it. Because Paul knew that Jesus had told him he was going to go testify in Rome. So I, I have to believe that, that Paul, in the amount of faith that we've seen Paul has, believed that somehow or another he was going to make it to Rome. But apparently Luke and maybe everybody else on the ship had given up hope. We can't do that. There is a time that will come, if Jesus doesn't come back first, where you will die. You don't know when that is. You don't know when you're going to die. You don't know. But here's the deal. Until then, we don't give up. Until then, we don't lose hope. We trust that the Lord has a plan. There's a time to say, okay, Lord, I'm ready to go. As a matter of fact, that time is now. We should always be ready to go if that's where the Lord calls us. Always. But we don't give up hope. Here's some of these guys give up hope. And I understand why the, why the people who didn't believe in Jesus had given up hope. All these Romans, these, these people, I understand why they had given up hope. It didn't look good for them, and they didn't have faith in God. Right? They're worshiping some statue somewhere, and they knew that that piece of rock wasn't going to come save them. But believers, we cannot give up hope. Because the Lord has a plan in the storm. He has a plan in the storm. He will prepare you for the storm that you're going to enter. He will be with you in the middle of that storm, and he will give you whatever it is that he has for you at the end and after that storm, okay? Paul was prepared for this storm. If anybody was prepared to go through difficulty, it, it had to be Paul. He had been through all kinds of stuff. Jesus had built him up, okay? He was ready for this storm. I don't know that Paul felt that he was ready for it when this thing started happening, but he was ready. And I don't mean this. Listen carefully. I don't mean that Paul was ready because Paul was so strong and had so much strength. Not at all. The opposite. I don't think Paul had the strength at all to deal with this. I think Paul was ready because over the course of his life, more and more and more, he had put his life in, his, in the hands of the Holy Spirit. He had put his life in the hands of Jesus Christ, and he trusted Jesus. The strength wasn't Paul's. It's just that Paul, by this time in his life, had more and more and more learned how to let Jesus take the wheel, right? <laughs> That's what had happened. Paul had, had given more and more and more of that to Jesus, trusted him more and more and more. That's what makes you ready for a storm. Not big muscles, 
That's not what makes you ready for a storm, right? Not a tough mind and, and you can do it and tell yourself how great you are. Those are not going to get you ready for a real storm because here's the deal. You can't handle a real storm. You don't have it. Only God does. That's why these people gave up. They didn't have God, right? Or they weren't trusting him, one or the other. Paul, on the other hand, had progressively more and more throughout his life had to learn to trust Jesus. And that's what had prepared him to deal with this storm. That's what it prepared him. Okay. What did God do in the middle of this storm? Well, the first thing I see is that he drew Paul close to himself. He drew Paul close to himself. He actually visited, had an angel visit Paul, which is pretty incredible stuff. But as Paul no doubt had been in a lot of prayer, I'm guessing, as that nor'easter was bashing the ship and it looked like they were all going to die, it was a time where he was spending an awful lot of time in prayer. Now, how many of you, and you don't have to raise your hands because I already know the answer to this, all of you who have ever been through a serious storm, a serious difficulty, would probably say that it was a time in your life where you were probably closer to the Lord than any other time. Because it draws you, because you need him, and you have to rely on him. It's a shame that we have to get cancer or lose a family member or, or whatever it is, right? Have our spouse leave or whatever in order to press into the Lord like we do. But the fact is, that's, that's what happens. And when that happens, we're drawing close to him. And he's meeting us there. And so in the midst of the storm, one of the things that God will do is draw you in. As you press in and draw close to Jesus, some of the most amazing experiences of closeness with God will happen in the midst of your storms. Some of the most hearing from him that will happen. Here's the other deal. Paul had an audience. There were 276 people on that boat, including Paul. And Paul got to witness to the power of the one true God. I love the section where he says this. He says, it says, For there stood by me in the night an angel of the God to whom I belong. The God to whom I belong and whom I serve. Paul knew who he was. He belonged to God and served God. Paul witnesses to all of these people, okay, to all of these people, the good news of Christ at some level here. Because he's saying, look, I belong. That means I'm saved. I'm justified. I'm redeemed. This is the God who I belong. I serve this God. And then he gets to say, and my God is going to save you all alive. And of course, God does. What a powerful testament. Now, Paul had to go through that storm in order to have that be able to happen. In order to have this audience that's watching him and saying, this one claims this Jesus. This one's talking about this Jesus. That's why he's here. That's why he's in these chains. He's talking about this Jesus. Let's see how he reacts when the storm comes. And do not believe that when you go through a storm, that you don't have an audience. You do. You do have an audience. You're being watched, both by Christ followers, who your job is to add to their discipleship, and by non-believers, who your job is to let God use you to draw them to himself. Paul got to pray and thank God in front of them. And here's the other cool thing, is that these people were saved for Paul's sake. The angel told Paul that he had to go before Caesar and that God had granted Paul all those who sailed with him. Because Paul was in the midst of the storm, the rest of those people got to live. Now that's a testimony. Now I want you to think about this. Those who are watching you through the storm, 
God may save them in a much more significant way, too, by what you do, the way that you deal with your storm. If you trust God in the storm, in the difficulty, that's a witness to what you believe. It's a witness to your faith in Jesus Christ. And you very well may draw, or the Lord may draw people through you and through what you, what you go through as they witness your actions as you walk through the storms in your life. You do not know the impact. You do not know the impact that you will have on other people by showing faith and consistency in your faith in Christ as you go through storms. Now, there's a lot of people watching. Your spouse is watching, your children are watching, your friends are watching, your coworkers are watching. All these people are watching, but here's the deal. Make no mistake about this. These people do not expect you. The way to show faith in Christ is not to act like you're not affected by storms. It's not to be like, no, it's no big deal. It's just flesh-eating bacteria. I've lost half my body. It'll be fine. I'll see you for basketball at 6 o'clock on Wednesday. It's not like that, right? You don't pretend like nothing bad is going on. Because that's not true. You can be honest in, the, in, in a couple things. This storm, it's the worst. And I'm not up to dealing with it. I, there's nothing I can do to get myself out of this. There's nothing I can do to handle it. It's, it's overwhelming. It's beyond me. But I trust Jesus Christ. I trust that whatever his will is in this situation, I will follow that. I will trust it. It's that that people are looking for. It's not for you to pretend like nothing bad happens to you because that's a lie. And, that's, and, that's, and then if they come to the Lord and they say, okay, I'll follow Jesus. Look, nothing ever happens to, to this person. Every time I think they're in a storm, they're acting like they don't, it doesn't even affect them. Well, I want that. But that's not real. It does affect us. It's not that it doesn't affect us. It's not that our courage isn't tested. It's not that our faith isn't tested. It's that our faith stands strong. That's what's going to draw people. That in spite of the difficulties that we trust that God's will will be done in this situation, we trust him that his will is good. So, is it okay to pray to not face storms, knowing that they can have all this good stuff happen? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I would pray. I do pray. I don't like facing storms. I don't like it. And when I'm in storms, I pray to get out of them. You should too. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But you also need to recognize that when God doesn't get you out of them, that there's a reason for that. There's a reason why you're facing them and that you will grow through facing them. Here's the thing. Don't let storms steal your joy. Don't let storms steal your joy. They say every cloud has a silver lining. I don't know much about clouds, but let's assume that that's true. Um, I'll say this. There's no storm that comes upon you there's no storm that comes upon you that can take the most important thing that you have in Jesus Christ, and that is forgiveness, grace, salvation, and a future hope. None of that can be taken from you by any, any storm. Yeah. Yeah, rest in that. Because no matter what the storm, no matter how difficult, you know one thing. You are redeemed, rescued, saved, forgiven. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is on you. And the Holy Spirit is in you. Those are things that can't be taken away. You can have joy in your salvation even when things are the worst. Even when you're going through incredible pain and suffering, you can still have that joy. Joy is not happiness. Joy is that feeling of surety that you have 
that you're in Christ and that thankfulness for what he's done in forgiving you. You can always have that. And here's the other thing. And I talked to one of the young folks in our church about this recently who was you know, kind of going through a storm and it's kind of like everything is the worst. Every, you know, Eeyore, woe is me, right? Everything is the worst. We've all been there. We all do that sometimes. And, and here's what I'd say. Even in the worst storms, there are things to lighten the mood. There are things to still be joyful for. Hey, I'm not dead yet. I still got my kids. I still got my wife. You know, start counting the blessings that you do. I, I imagine that as the ship is going through all this stuff and whatever, at some point, one of those tri- you know, sailors tripped and like split his pants. That's funny. Laugh at it, right? It's all you got in the middle of that storm. There are, there are always things, even in the middle of the worst storms, there are always things about life that you can enjoy. You do not have to live in absolute misery, even in the most misery that you have. Because of that joy, you can still find things that are good. Count your blessings. Don't always think about just the storm. You can't, you can't live vibrantly in the midst of suffering if you can at least find some of the things that are good. So don't let a storm steal your joy. Not everything is bad, starting with the joy of your salvation. Here's the last one I want to make. God knows what he will give you the strength to handle. I spoke recently, uh, I don't know how many weeks ago, about uh, a, a time with my son where we, had, we used to have a pool, and I wanted him to dive, and he didn't really want to do it, and so I kept trying to get him to do it, but he wouldn't do it, so eventually I said, okay, look, I'm going to grab you, and I grabbed him, and I threw him in head first into the water because I'm an awesome dad. All right, now listen, he didn't like that. Okay? To this day, I mean, the therapy bill has been insane. You know, it was not worth it. Not worth it. But here's the deal. Here's the thing. And it, and it wasn't a good idea, okay? Dads, don't be like, well, Pastor David, did I throw my kid in the... Don't do that. But here's the thing that I will say. I knew it would be a storm for him. I knew he was afraid. I knew there was going to be some suffering, some difficulty for him. But I believed, A, that it was going to be good for him. Whether I was right or wrong about that, I believed that it was going to be good for him. And I knew that I would not let anything happen to him. Right? I knew, he didn't know, but I knew that no matter what happened when he hit that water, if I saw any signs of struggle, I would get him, I would bring him out, I would save him out of that water. I knew that. And at the same time, I thought it was a good idea <laughs> to throw him in at first into the water. This story is not good, maybe. I, I thought it was a good idea, right? But as his father, as his father, I knew that the storm, I believed that the storm was beneficial, and I knew that I had him, that I had him. Now, as a parent, you're going to let your kid go through some storms. And there are some that you're going to come and rescue them from. And there's some that you're going to let them follow through to the end, right? It's that whole Finding Nemo thing. That whole, you know, you can't, let your, you can't keep your kids so protected that they never experience anything or they'll never grow. And if you know how to do that, if you know, uh, if you can make good decisions about when to rescue and when to let the storm go, how much more can God do so? Matthew 7, 9 through 11. Or what man is there among you if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? God knows how to take care of his children, and God knows the whole story eternally. He knows what's good for you. He knows what you need, not just to follow him and live 
for him now, but don't you understand that what you're doing now is also having eternal significance? You're not just you, and then all of a sudden you're going to die. Don't get this idea. You're going to die, and you're going to become an angel and fly away. You're you. When you're in Christ, you're you. You're going to be you, just more you than you've ever been. And all these experiences and these storms that you've gone through now, when you are transformed fully, when the full kingdom comes, you're gonna, those things are going to be important. He's training you. He's training you to be his children in his kingdom forever. He knows what's good. If you know what's good, throwing your kids in the pool, you jerks, right? If you know what's good, how much more does God know what's good? Think about that in your next storm. Now, Scripture tells us this in Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Listen. All things work together for good. He will work all things together for good. Believe that. Trust that. It will make it much easier next time the ship is breaking up. Believe it. All things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. That doesn't mean you're not going to die, by the way. That does not mean that you're not going to die. It just means you're not going to die before God's ready for it to happen, before it's what's good. Eternally. It doesn't mean that you uh, will not go through storms. It just means he's going to be with you in the middle of those storms. It doesn't mean that you will see all the fruits of all the things that happen as the audience watches as you go through those storms. But he will see because he's the one who's making it happen. And he's the one who's using your storms to draw others to himself. And someday you'll get to see too as he shows you. And he says, look at this. Hey, Lori, look at this thing that you went through. And look at, I want to show you something. Come over here, and there's 15 people or 20 or 1,000 that came to Christ by the ripple that got set out from the, from the storm that you faced and handled correctly. You don't know. You don't know, but don't undersell what God can do through small acts of faithfulness in the midst of storms. Your duty is to trust God in all things, in the good times, in the difficult times. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Trust God in the storm. And never forget this as we close. Never forget this. In the midst of the storms of this life, Jesus Christ has given you a couple of things. A couple of things that are incredibly important. One is his Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. And the second is his church. You have each other. We are here with you in your storms. We are the body of Christ. This is something that Christ has given to us. As brothers and sisters in Christ, we're here to walk through storms together, to be that shield wall. So plug into the shield wall. Lean on the shield wall. Be the shield wall for those who are going through storms. Don't ever forget. Don't isolate in the middle of storms, which is our tendency, so many of us. Press in. Press in to where you're going to find others who also have the Holy Spirit others who love you and will walk through the storms with you. Listen, I love you. You all need to love each other. In the midst of these storms that are so hard, look, Paul made it through though. That's the good news, right? Paul made it through this storm. And, and God will bring you through many storms in your life. There will be an end. The day will get bright. You'll see the sun and the stars again. Trust God. Trust God, all this is according to his will. So lean into Jesus Christ in faith. Lean into his church. What an encouraging lesson. 
We don't have to go through our struggles alone. God has a plan. He's right there with us, and so is His church. What a blessing. Now, if you need some help seeing that in your life, call us, won't you? 360-885-9000. Or come see us this Sunday morning. Get all the info you need at axchurchnw.org. We'd love to help you find the peace that comes as you trust in Jesus. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll check out our next episode for more with Pastor David Robinson here on Contemplate.